Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul test once again, Lord. Father, thank you for a brand new day. Lord, thank you that I am able to come into a new day and know that you are faithful. I know that you will keep your word. Scripture says that every time I see the sun rise and set, it is proved that, Lord, you are faithful. And so I thank you this morning because you are a faithful God. I thank you because, Lord, you will keep your word. You said not one jot of your word will fail until each one of them have come to pass. So I thank you, Lord. Your word says that we come into your gaze with thanksgiving. We should come into your courts with praise. In your presence, the word says that there is fullness of joy. And so thank you because we will find joy in your presence today. We give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, this morning, we worship you because you are I am. We worship you this morning because you are Yahweh. We worship you this morning because you are Jehovah. No one can be compared to you. No idol, no God anywhere can stand beside you. Be magnified forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. As we spend this time again in your presence this morning, we ask once again, Lord, speak to us. We ask, Lord, grant us understanding in your word. Let your name alone be glorified this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue our reading of the book of Matthew. Yesterday, we stopped on chapters 12, uh, but we stopped abruptly. So I'm going to complete chapter 12. And then we take chapters 13 and 14 today. In chapter 13, we see Jesus give us different parables. So first of all, in that chapter, he explains to the disciples why he tended to speak to the people in parables. Okay? So just understand Jesus this morning. It wasn't that Jesus was speaking so that they would not understand him. Okay? He was speaking and usually Jesus will use illustration. He will use stories that anyone should be able to understand. Okay? So he will explain the important lesson in the beginning. He will say they are not listening. Yes, it was because they were not listening. That's why they could not understand him. And of course, in chapter chapter 14, we read about the death of John the Baptist. Okay? Which will really, really shake shake jesus all right let's finish chapter 12 chapter 12 we concluded this one yesterday we saw them accuse jesus of casting out demon by the prince of demon beelzebub and jesus was really not happy about that and he was trying to tell them that look um if your own sons okay your own sons will be your judge because they too they exercise they exercise demons but if uh, the devil is divided against himself the, his kingdom cannot stand and then he starts giving us an explanation from verse 43 that i think we should take again from verse 43 jesus says that when an evil spirit leaves a person 
it goes into the desert seeking rest but finding none then it says i will return to the person i came from so it returns and finds its former home empty swept and in order so here i understand from the, the three verses we just read that evil spirits like to make people their homes like to make people their homes okay which should not be uh, there <laughs> yes god did not create you so that evil spirit will dwell inside you okay uh, you are the temple of the holy spirit if you are a child of god evil spirits like to make people their homes violating the word of god okay that was not what god intended also we learn here it says that when an evil spirit leaves it means that the person when the evil spirit leaves the home is cleaned up okay yes the home in the sense is cleaned up uh, and when the home is cleaned up and is empty something needs to fill that home and that is why jesus said that when the spirit returns and finds it empty and swept it has been cleaned up and in order it says it returns okay so whenever you as 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 a child of god you are ministering to somebody you pray that the spirit a spirit should leave them and all that you must ensure that the word of god then fills the life of that person so that when the spirit comes back it will meet the word of god there and the person will not be empty in verse 45 it says that then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself and they all enter the person and live there and so that person is worse off than before uh, that would be the experience of this evil generation so while he was speaking in this context you know to to the entire jews who were accusing him he, the example literally applies to an individual also jesus was telling them that they would be worse off yes they will be worst off because they rejected him but very importantly when we apply it to an individual okay jesus will usually tell people go and sin no more okay so that their situation do not end up being worse if the demons or the spirits come back hallelujah verse 46 tells us about the true family of jesus which are those who listen listen to the words of jesus and do his command verse 46 says that as jesus was speaking to the crowd his mother and brothers stood outside asking to speak to him why they did i don't know of course i'm sure they felt he was out of his mind all of a sudden he's just cr gathering crowd everywhere so 47 says someone told jesus your mother and your brothers are standing outside and they want to speak to you you would think they will come inside right 48 jesus asked who is my mother who are my brothers then he pointed to his disciples and said look these are my mother and brothers there was no woman among them okay all his disciples were men but he was trying to make a very important point look these are my mothers and brothers anyone who does the will of my father in heaven including his brothers and sisters they were standing outside anyone who does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother all right so very importantly you want to be called a child of god uh, do the word of god yes very practically do the word of god obey the word of god jesus said 
All right, let's move into our readings for today, chapter 13. This one is about the parable of the farmer scattering the seed. Since later that day, Jesus left the house and sat beside, beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. So, usually there are stories like this in the, uh, the in the in the gospels that people you know um try to make it look as if uh, there are contradictions in the bible if you read this story i think it's in the book of luke you will notice that this was actually peter's or there's an account that it looked as if this was peter's boat but by the time if you are reading this account of matthew okay peter had abandoned his own boat for a long for a long for quite a while of course they've been going around with him for a long time so how could jesus okay be getting into his boat again uh here so the answer is really very very simple there are two different episodes okay the account that maybe luke was referring to when jesus okay met peter and told him to push of the water a little bit and he was speaking to the crowd is very very different from from this particular from this particular one okay so if you see it as two different accounts then you will see that it you know it is very simple and it could have been two different accounts okay same thing with the feeding of of the loaves with uh, feeding the five thousand and the seven thousand if you realize that they they could easily have been two different uh two different scenes then that answers the question instead of you to try to think that oh one person made mistake said it's five thousand and one person made mistake that it was seven thousand no there were two different two different scenarios so later that day jesus left the house and sat beside the lake and a large crowd soon gathered around him so that he got into a boat then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore he told many stories in the form of parables such as this one listen a farmer remember the first word jesus says to them is to listen listen a farmer went out to plant some seeds as he scattered them across his feed some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them others seeds fell on a shallow soil with underlying rock the seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow but the plants soon wilted all withered under the hot sun and since they didn't have deep roots they died other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants still other seeds fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30 60 and even a hundred times as much as had been planted anyone who with anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand what jesus usually will ask for is listen and understand if you listen you will understand okay use your ears listen and understand the ears that jesus is speaking about is not the ears of hearing yes he's saying listen with your heart listen with your heart if you listen to me you will understand you will understand my story and jesus will go on to to it you know to explain the parable to the disciples later verse 10 his disciples came and asked him why do you use parables when you talk you talk to the people he replied 
you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. Did you hear that? To those who listen to my teachings. It didn't mean that that was the exclusive right of the disciples. So don't misunderstand verse 11. Okay? Um, Don't misunderstand verse 11. You must read it in the context of verse 12. Verse 11, I go back again. He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. He is not just referring to the 12. He's referring to his disciples, everyone who chooses to follow him. Now, 12 then says, to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. What most people do is that they are very good at hearing the word of God. Hearing the word of God is not good enough. You must be able to listen and listen, seek to understand. Jesus guarantees that, look, you will have an abundant knowledge. Yes, you will increase in knowledge. You will increase in understanding. He says, but for those who are not listening, they are just, for some, they are just hearing him. For some, they even reject it, literally. Okay? He says, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That is why I use these parables. Don't mistake it. The parables were not intended to deceive or distract the people. The parables were stories. Okay? And I, I, whenever I preach, I love telling stories. I love telling stories. And usually, if you listen to the story, the story usually will try to communicate the message that I'm trying to preach. So that if you really understand the story or you connect with the story, you will... To a large extent, I already have understood the message I'm trying to communicate. It's the same thing with the parables. They were not intended, okay, to hide the truth from the people. However, the truths were hidden in the parables. It says that is why I use these parables. For they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. So Jesus differentiates between hearing and listening to understand 14 this fulfills the prophecy of isaiah that says when you hear what i say you will not understand when you see what i do you will not comprehend for the hearts of these people are hardened and their ears cannot hear and they have closed their eyes so so their eyes cannot see and their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot uh, turn turn to me and let let me heal them you find this in isaiah chapter 6 verse 9 and 9 and 10 you also find it in isaiah isaiah chapter 13 verse 14 and 15 okay so very very important that when we listen to the word of god when we hear the word of god we must be seek seek we must be seeking to listen listening to understand to comprehend what god is trying to teach us i'm telling you when you do that when you spend time meditating 
in the word of God, meditating with the word of God, the truth will enter your heart and you will see that you have the grace. Yes, you will increase in knowledge and you have the grace to do the word. Hallelujah. 16 says, but blessed are are your highs. Not This is not the exclusive of the 12. No, by this period, Jesus had so many disciples. He says, blessed are your highs because they see and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth. Many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. And I'm telling you that was the truth. Abraham longed to see Jesus. Moses longed to see Jesus. We saw the 12 continue to prophesy about the coming Messiah. All of them were longing to see the Messiah, but they didn't. Okay, In the sense, the disciples were just so blessed just so blessed so blessed okay i i think it's 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 just god okay god just intended that it was going to be so yes they were just so blessed he says they longed to hear what you hear but they didn't hear it so now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seed and jesus explains now he says the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it so all of them okay the seed is i like the version that says the seed is the word of god okay so the seed is the message itself the one that fell on the footpath are are those it says about are those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it okay when you hear the word of god and you don't understand it you are like that okay that ground that is on the footpath it says then the evil one comes and snatches away the seeds that are planted in their hearts because there the birds just came because it was on the footpath and then they ate up all the seeds and and i'm telling you when you don't understand the word of god this is what happens to you the devil is able to quickly snatch it out of your heart Okay, so when we read the word of God every morning like this, you must be seeking to understand. When you don't understand, please ask questions. Send in your questions to me, okay? I will answer them every time. 20 says, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the the message and immediately they receive it with joy. Remember that one? He said that it fell on the rocky ground, but because it didn't have roots, Okay, um, because there was no soil, the plants did not take root down, but it, it sprouted quickly. Okay, but when the scourge of, of the sun came, it withered. So Jesus explained the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the word, the message, and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. Since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing believing God's word. And I'm telling you, it's true today. We are persecuted again and again for believing the word of God. Many times, there are times where the things we are holding on to concerning the word of God, problems come concerning them. Okay, you are believing God for something. It is not happening. Okay, at the time you think it should be happening. And for a lot of people, they, they then fall away. 
Jesus says that you are that seed that fell on the rocky ground. You don't have you don't have soil. You don't have depths. And that is what you should pray for. So this is the area in which we'll pray this morning. You need to decide what kind of soil you have and ask God to help you. 22 says the seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word. But, uh, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the laws of wealth. So no fruit is produced. Because why? There are so many distractions. So many distractions when the word of God comes. When that happens to you, you will not be fruitful. 23 says, then says that the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even a hundred times as much as had been planted. I take it again. It says the good soil are those who truly, they truly hear and understand so hear and seek to understand the word and you will produce a good harvest let's move on next we read about the parable of the wheat and the the wheat and the and the weeds 24 says here is another story jesus told told the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted a good who planted good seeds in his field but that night as the workers slept his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat the wheat then slipped away when the crops began to grow and produce grain the weeds also grew the farmer the farmer's worker went to him and said sir the field where you planted that good seed is full of weeds where did they come from an enemy has done this the farmer exclaimed should we pull out the weeds they asked no he replied you will uproot the wheat the wheat if you do let both grow together until the harvest then i will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds i tie them into bundles and burn and burn them okay the weeds talking about the weeds and put the wheat in the barn and i'm telling you i think later jesus explained this as the people living in the world okay um you would have sometimes we imagine as christians that god should just take evil out of the world but um in taking them out of the world you will see that some of the wheat will be destroyed so he said leave all of them to the end and then we will sort them out at the end 31 this one is about the parable of the mustard seed here is another illustration jesus used the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in the field it is the smallest of all seeds but it becomes the largest of garden plants it grows into a tree and birds come and make nests in its branches my understanding of this is that look invest yourself in the kingdom however small it will grow large you will realize you will see that it might be just a little you are doing yours is just to pray yours is just to counsel it looks small it's a seed it is god's blessings on it that makes it you know uh impact impact even more many more people you save the life of one person you never can tell whether you are saving a family you're saving a community or you're saving a nation 33 let's go to 33 the parable of the yeast jesus also used this illustration the kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread even though she puts only a little yeast in three measures of flour it permeated every part of the dough jesus always used so stories okay so naturally just put in a little yeast 
it it affects everything just putting a little word it will affect everything okay it will not be by might it will not be by power it is it will be by the spirit of god so rely on god for everything and the lord will bless you it says jesus always used stories and illustrations like this when speaking to the crowds in fact okay so now 34 says it is stories okay so that is what it means by parable. Jesus always used stories and illustrations like this when speaking to the crowds. In fact, he never spoke to them without using such parables. This fulfilled what God has spoken through the prophets. I will speak to you in parables. I will explain things hidden since the creation since the creation of, of the world. You'll find this in the book of Psalm. Yes, Psalm 70, 78 verse 2. Next, we'll read about the parable of the wheat and the, and the wheat that were explained. Okay, so the disciples then came to him. Then, leaving the crowds outside, Jesus went into the house. His disciples said, please explain to us the story of the weeds in the field. Jesus replied, the son of man is the farmer who plants the good seed. The field is the world and the good seed represents the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. The enemy who planted the weeds among the wheat is the devil. The harvest is the hand of the world, and the harvesters are the angels. Just as the weeds are sorted out and burnt in the fire, so it will be at the end of the world. Please take Jesus' word okay for it. It says the Son of Man will set his angel and they will remove from his kingdom everything that causes sin and all will do evil. And the angels will throw them into the fairy furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Since then the righteous will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. Anyone who hears with ears to hear should listen and understand. Also, okay, it says the parable of the hidden treasure and the pearl. It says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man uh, discovers hidden in the field. In his excitement, he, he, he hides it again and sold everything he owns to get enough money to buy the fields. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovers the pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. And I think both parables was trying to tell us that, look, we should be ready to do anything anything do anything okay uh, to make the king to make the kingdom jesus will go on to say that narrow is the way that leads to everlasting life do everything to make it next is the parable of the fishing net 47 again the kingdom of heaven is like a fishing net that was thrown into the water and caught fish of every kind when the net was full they dragged it up onto the shore sat down and sorted the good fish into crates but threw the bad ones away that is the way it will be at the end of the world the angels will come and separate the wicked people from the righteous throwing the wicked into the furry furnace where there will be weeping a nation of teeth do you understand all these things yes they said we do then he added, every teacher of religious law who becomes a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like a homeowner who brings from his storeroom new gems of truth as well as old.
Next, Jesus will be rejected in Nazareth. This is when Jesus had finished uh, telling this story and illustration. He left that part of the country. Verse 53, he returned to Nazareth, his hometown. When he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, Where does he get this wisdom and the power to do miracles? Then they scoffed, he is just the carpenter's son. And we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas, all his sisters live right here among us where did he learn all these things and they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him then jesus told them a prophet is honored everywhere else except in his hometown and among his own family and so he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief even jesus could not do anything to help people that have okay enmeshed themselves in unbelief so at the beginning you see the account of james here james was mentioned this james okay is the brother of jesus okay uh is mentioned at the beginning as also not believing also not believing in <laughs> as it were believing in jesus i'm sure it wasn't just it wasn't that they didn't believe in jesus okay it was just that they had a difficult time reconciling his, his 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 physical ministry okay with his everyday life and i'm telling you every man of god everyone called into ministry we have this same this same struggle okay all right let's move on to matthew chapter 14 this one is about the death of john the baptist when Herod antipas the ruler of galilee heard about jesus he said to his advisors this must be john the baptist raised from the dead that is why he can do such miracles for Herod had arrested and imprisoned john as a favor to his wife herodias the former wife of Herod's brother philip john had been telling Herod, it is against god's law for you to marry her Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of a riot because of because all the people believed John was a prophet. But at a birthday party for Herod, Herodias' daughter performed a dance that greatly pleased him. So he promised with a vow to give her anything she wanted. At her mother's urging, the girl said, I want the head of John the Baptist on a tray. Then the king regretted what he had said, but because of the vow he had made in front of his guests, he issued the necessary orders. So John was beheaded in the prison, and his head was brought on a tray and given to the girl, who took it to her mother. Later, John's disciples came for his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus what had happened. And I'm telling you, when they told Jesus, Jesus was not happy. Uh, I don't, re- I can't remember the account of who, when Jesus was told here, yeah, the Bible says that he just went, he, he secluded himself straight. He separated himself from everyone. Next, we'll read about the uh, the miracle of feeding the 5,000, verse 13. As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in the boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowd had where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns okay somebody that just received the bad news okay uh, about his cousin dying okay just wanted to be alone but everybody was following him they wanted they wanted bread they wanted a taste of jesus 14 jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and healed their sick that evening the disciples came to him and said this is a remote place and it is already getting late 
send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. But we have only five loaves of bread and two fish. They answered, bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. Jesus took the five loaves and two fish, looked up towards heaven and blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples who distributed it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterwards, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men were fed that day in addition to all the women and children. And I'm telling you, there's so much to learn from this one parable. Okay, you want to ask yourself, at what point did the loaf multiply? Yes, the loaf would have multiplied at the point where the disciples obeyed Jesus. Okay, you want to see miracles in your life? Obey Jesus and God will bless you. All right, let's try and finish this one. Next one is Jesus will walk on water, verse 22. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake, while he sent the, the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting every waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified in their fear. They cried out, It is a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sing. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt? And I'm telling you, this one would have been quite a remarkable one. Jesus walked on water. Hey, hey, you too, you will walk on water. You will walk on your, on your high places in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus said, you have so little faith. Jesus said, why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. After they had crossed the lake, they landed at Gennesaret. When the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area and soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe and all who touched him were healed. So, so many lessons to learn from today. I said we we're going to pray. I don't know where you are in terms of you, where you have received the word of God, but I want you to pray this morning. Help me to receive your word. If you know that you are a soul that is choked this morning, there are things in your life choking the word out of your life, ask God to help you. If you are like that stony ground, ask God to help you in the mighty name of Jesus. But so many lessons to learn. Peter said, Lord, save me. Maybe somebody wants to cry out to God this morning, Lord, save me. Ask God to save, save you and he will save you 
you save you. Jesus said, why did you doubt me? Declare this morning, Lord, I trust you. I do not doubt you. Save me this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray this morning that, Lord, as I call on you, Father, you will answer me in the name of Jesus. Let your word permeate my heart. I make a commitment that from today, Lord, I will listen to you in the mighty name of Jesus. I choose you. I choose you over the world in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I am praying today, Lord, that in every area of my life, Father, be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for your people this morning, Lord, be glorified in their lives in the name of Jesus. Let today be a day filled with testimonies for them in the name of Jesus. For that person praying for precision, for clarity in their lives, Lord, let it be so today in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.